Here's everything you might have missed in the House of the Dragon opening credits. After plunging us headlong into medieval mayhem in its first episode, House of the Dragon finally gave us a proper opening credit sequence in episode two, set to the familiar but sweet strains of Raman Jawadi's iconic Game of Thrones theme, the intricately animated opening has a whole lot of blood, but not that much fire. But with that said, there are secrets and clues in this intro just waiting to be uncovered, and we're gonna break them all down for you in just a moment. While we will discuss some events from the first two episodes of the show, we'll be avoiding as many spoilers as humanly possible, unless you consider the intro a spoiler, in which case, what are you doing? With that said, we will provide some context from the books as well, but we'll endeavor not to give away anything major that's coming down the pipeline. But if that gives you pause for any reason, then maybe these Easter eggs aren't for you. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? As with the Game of Thrones intro, what we're seeing here appears to be an elaborate machine, a crucible of sorts through which the Targaryen bloodline flows into a gaping maw emanating with a fiery glow. These are homages to the source material the show is based on, George R.R. R. Martin's Fire and Blood. It's an extensive chronicle of the Targaryen family's reign in Westeros and the civil war known as the Dance of the Dragons. Much like the show itself, the opening credits are deeply concerned with the past, legacies, and bloodlines. The first image we see is the Doom of Valyria, the cataclysmic event that caused the abject destruction of the Freehold of Valyria that killed men and dragons alike. Among these scant survivors were the Targaryens who fled Valyria some 12 years before the Doom. They left because of the prophetic dreams of Lord Aenar Targaryen's daughter, Daenys, also known as Daenys the Dreamer. As gears turn, this depiction of the Doom of Valyria fills with crimson blood and reveals the image of a crown, presumably that of Aegon the Conqueror, along with his sister wives Visenya and Rhaenys and their dragons Beleriand, Vagar, and Meraxes, they conquered six of the Seven Kingdoms save for Dorne in the event known as Aegon's Conquest. This in turn led to the creation of King's Landing, the Iron Throne, and entrenched the Targaryens as the most powerful family in Westeros. As we learned in House of the Dragon Episode 1, Aegon was a bit of a dreamer as well. Referencing Daenys, King Viserys explained Aegon's dream. It foretold the central conflict of Game of Thrones, the battle between the realm of men and the White Walkers. He said, And if the world of men is to survive, a Targaryen must be seated on the Iron Throne, a king or queen strong enough to unite the realm against the cold and the dark. It's a bombshell revelation that adds an extra sense of stakes to Aegon's conquest. Now, against the backdrop of Aegon's conquest, we see blood flow from Aegon's gear to a pair of other gears representing his aforementioned sister-wives Visenya on the left and Rhaenys on the right. While Visenya eventually gave birth to one of the biggest monsters the realm ever saw, Maegor the Cruel, here we follow the bloodline of Aegon and Rhaenys. This takes us to a gear representing Aenys I, or Aenys I, if you're nasty. He was the first Targaryen king of Westeros after Aegon's death. Now, the sigil here represents the lavish golden crown he wore instead of his father's Valyrian steel crown. And here, another bloodline joins with Aenys, representing his wife, Queen Alyssa Valerian. This is a noble house dating back to old Valyria and one that will play a prominent role in this show. Their blood flows into another pair of gears, representing Queen Alysanne Targaryen on the left and King Jaehaerys on the right. And yes, they were siblings, and yes, they got married in the grand Targaryen tradition. The massive barrage of blood spiraling out of them represents all of the many children they had. While they had 13 kids total, only nine survived until adulthood, hence the nine main streams that we see here. And from there, the bloodline takes us to another pair of sibling spouses, Alyssa and Balon, and they gave us to House of the Dragon's main characters, Viserys and Daemon. 
Now, unfortunately, Alyssa would later die, giving birth to their third child, Aegon, and the baby itself perished six months later. Balon later died from a burst belly, helping to create the circumstances that led to the succession crisis and the Great Council we glimpsed at Harrenhal in House of the Dragon, Episode 1. From there, we see a pair of streams flowing down a cliff that represents Viserys and Daemon, who we'll come back to later on. In the background, we can see some teal gears on the wall with the Targaryen bloodline flowing into one of them. These represent Corlys Valerian, the sea snake in the far distance, and we see Rhaenys Targaryen, the queen who never was, in the middle on the ground. Their blood flows into another gear on the wall, perhaps representing their eldest son, Laenor. As we follow Viserys' bloodline again, we get a glimpse of another powerful house in the background, House Hightower. We see the bloodline of Otto Hightower below converge with his deceased wife from above and flow towards a gear representing Alicent Hightower, which could be flowing elsewhere in future episodes if you catch my drift. From Viserys' gear, the blood joins with that of Emma Arryn and flows off screen. But if you look closely, you can see a second flow shooting off from Viserys, which represents his second marriage that we'll learn a lot more about as the season continues. While Viserys and Emma's bloodline rushes in a torrent towards Rhaenyra's gear, the camera tellingly pans back to show us Alicent Hightower's lineage once more. Eventually, though, the blood flows into a gear representing Rhaenyra, emblazoned with the symbol on the necklace her uncle Daemon gave to her in episode one. From there, the camera shows us another image of Aegon's conquest. We see the three dragons, Beleriand, Vagar, and Meraxes, looming large over the great houses of Westeros. We see what looks like heraldic shields for houses like Baratheon, Hightower, Blackwood, Dustin, Peak, Lannister, Valerian, Stark, and two that I can't quite make out. Maybe it's like House Malister or Aaron on the far right. I can't really make it out, but if you can, please let me know in the comments below. After flying through a waterfall of blood, we get an aerial shot revealing that this is, in fact, King Viserys' scale model of Old Valyria, and all the blood of the dragon is flowing into a symbol emblazoned with the House Targaryen crest. Beneath it, we see a bright, fiery light burning, similar to what was powering the machinery of the Game of Thrones intro. But in this case, it clearly runs on blood, which is technically a renewable resource, however dark that may be. So much blood magic on this show. If you want to dive deeper into House of the Dragon, we have tons of articles for you over on Nerdist.com, and we have a weekly video podcast breakdown called All Kings Considered that airs every Monday afternoon. In the meantime, though, folks, tell us, what did you think of House of the Dragon's new intro? Did you spot anything that we missed? What are those two sigils? Anyway, let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com